Today with Joseph Prince. The Bible is very positive. It doesn't say, try not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. It says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill. Welcome back, church, to New Creation Church online service. I want to welcome all of you, especially those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and those of you who want to hear what God has to say for this coming year in your life personally. Because when you hear God's Word, many a times the Holy Spirit applies it in a personal way for you. So I'd like to welcome all of you. And for those who were born again recently in the Zone um, uh, Conference, as well as also in our past services, I want to welcome you to the family of God. You are very precious and dear to us. As you listen to God's Word more and more, you're going to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you this, there is no pleasure, no enjoyment, no fulfillment like knowing the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you excited for this year's vision? Sit back, relax, and watch the vision of this year. The year of Hazon vision. Hazon is the Hebrew word for visions that come from God. Hazon. And that's a noun in the Hebrew, but in its, in its verb form, it is used so many times throughout the Old Testament because the Old Testament is in Hebrew. And whenever it says that a prophet receives a Hazon, that he Hazay. Hazay is the verb, and the Hazay is used in so many places. And um, I just want to also uh, let you know that the way they pronounce it is Hazon and not Hazon. Hazon as being in the zone. Hallelujah. Hazon vision. You know, when, when God gave this to me, I was thinking that, uh, uh, is this what uh, God has as the answer for the year? And uh, later on, I'll share with you how uh, God began to show me that this is the answer because without vision, the people perish. You know, recently I was uh, ex exercising, running in my neighborhood. And um, uh, as I was doing so, I felt like uh, the gift of tongues was just operating and with interpretation. So I just prayed in the Spirit for a while and then I received the interpretation. And this is what the Lord said. Uh, a lot of people are complaining. A lot of people think that they are not succeeding. A lot of people feel like they are, they are not prospering in life. Whatever area it is, be it like in their career, in their ministry, in their uh, relationships as a husband or a, a, uh, a spouse or a, a parent, they think that it's because of these things, for the lack of finances, for the lack of manpower to assist them, for the lack of opportunities or for the lack of right connection. That's how the interpretation came out. For they think that they lack all these 
says the Lord. They lack the resources. They lack the manpower. They lack the right connections. And the Lord said to me, what they lack is the Hazon vision that I'll give to them this year. So the Lord is restoring lost visions, visions that you used to have in your heart in your earlier years, but the, the, the enemy has stolen that vision from you. And without vision, the people perish. Let's look at the verse once again in Proverbs 29. It says, without vision, the people perish. This is from the King James Version. And the word vision here is chazon. Now in the ESV, it says, where there is no prophetic vision. So it, it emphasizes the fact that this is the chazon vision, not just man-made vision or a, a mission statement of a company or a corporation, but this is a vision from the Lord. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. We know that uh, uh, vision is being taught out there in the world. We know that people talk about having a mission statement uh, for your enterprise and what is the mission statement of, of your company. We ask that question and all that. And, and all this is part of vision. But the vision that we are talking about is a vision that comes from God. Unfortunately, even in the church world, visions from God are disesteemed. They are disfavored. It is almost like they feel like, oh, it's dangerous to go in that area. Just like in every other thing that God is restoring to the body of Christ, there is always that, that fleshly fear the enemy raises up. Now it's true, there are false visions and you can find them also in the Old Testament. Many incidents of people who, 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 who claim that they see a vision from God and the word is chazon there, but it's false chazon. It is not a vision from God. It is a false prophetic vision. So there are false visions, but many a times we, we tend to uh, uh, incline towards the area of the negative where we feel like it's dangerous to ask God for a vision. It's, it's, it's wrong to seek for visions from God. It, it, you know, it is as if like, okay, just stick to the Bible. But the Bible is the, the, the very book that tells us that all these men are seeing visions. If they see visions, even in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, after Jesus has died, rose again and went back to be with the Father and we have received the Holy Spirit. And it tells us very clearly that the language of the Holy Spirit is a language of dreams and visions. All this involves pictures. Amen. The Bible tells us that. And uh, if we are going by the Word of God, we'll be seeking out and, and being in, the, in, in, in sync with God in this area, be expecting to see visions. So that's what's going to happen to you and to your families this year. Each of you will receive visions uh, pertaining to different areas of your life. And also we have a fresh vision of the Lord. That's where it all starts. Amen. If you look at uh, um, a situation in, in Israel at one time when there was no open vision. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 3, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now, during those days, it was the priesthood of Eli or Eli in Hebrew, which is my God. It is not uh, a picture of my father, it's a picture of my God. Remember this, that in the old covenant, the emphasis is my God. But in the new covenant, the emphasis is my father, Avi, Avi. But this is a picture of uh, the, the new is coming in and the old is going out. So the child Samuel is part of the new covenant ministers and he ministered unto the Lord before Eli. It's prophetic of the days we are in. 
And church, God is saying, out with the old and in with the new. Remember the priesthood of Eli, whose sons were a priest as well. But these priests were priests that were notorious for, for self-seeking and for, for uh, doing the ministry for self-aggrandizement. They slept with the women that gathered at the temple. And uh, the two sons of Eli, they, they were notorious also for taking the, the meat offering. Uh, before it is time, you know, before they have roasted the meat, they, they asked for the meat raw. And, and the Bible says they made the people of God abhor the offering of the Lord in those days. So it's a picture of the times that we live in where we see immorality, even, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in cases where people are, are preaching holiness and things like that, but in their secret life, there is immorality, there is uh, things being exposed and all that, I'm here to tell you God is, God is causing a transition to happen. Amen. And, and people tend to look at the new covenant and grace as, oh, well, this will promote license to sin. It is it's the opposite. Amen. Look at the secret closet, who you are when no one is looking. And that is the fruit that speaks loudly, amen, of the veracity of this grace message, this new covenant a message. Amen. You know, I don't like to call it a message because uh, grace is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we see Eli's priest when Jesus cried at the cross, Eli, Eli, literally like the name of Eli, 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 my God, my God. So that he cried that so that you and I can call God, my father, my father, Avi, Avi. Amen. Abba. Avi means my father. Hallelujah. So it's a priesthood that promotes, amen, this a close intimacy with the Father. It's a family feeling, amen? A family consciousness. And that's what Jesus died to give us, amen? So out with the old and in with the new. But during this time when it's happening, the Bible says the word of the Lord was precious in those days and there was no open vision. The word open is actually frequent in terms of outbreak. Uh, the word there is uh, actually, it, it is the word for outbreak, breaking forth of vision. There was no breaking forth of vision. In fact, the ESV says, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Now, what, what, what is so bad about, about there being no frequent vision? If we are part of the, the group that, or the culture that says in the church world, don't stick for visions, then it, it for us, it's no loss not to have frequent vision. But obviously, it is a loss. The Word of the Lord was rare in those days. And for us to, to not have the Word of the Lord in our lives means that either we are in, dis, in disfavor with God, either we are in a place that we are not right with God, or we, 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 cannot, uh, we are in a place where we are under the curse. That's a place, a condition where the Word of the Lord is rare in that person's life. Of course, it's not true for those who are born again, for those who are in Christ. We are in the place where the Word of the Lord, in fact, uh, we hear the Lord all the time. And when I say hear, I don't mean a voice. In fact, we are, we are flowing. Uh, uh, the, the new covenant life is a life of flowing in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And the Bible is very positive. It doesn't say, try not to fulfill the last of the flesh. It says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Amen. Our focus is walking in the Spirit. And walking in the Spirit is walking also in vision. Amen. In what God shows us on the inside. Praise the Lord. That's how Jesus walked. Amen. When Jesus was on earth, He's the pattern man. He's the, the example. Amen. For us to see the pattern man the Father has before us. And He came, don't forget, though He's God, He came as a man. Amen. Never losing that divinity. That part of him is always there. But the Bible says he did not function as God. He functioned as a man anointed of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Bible says God anointed Jesus 
of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. So all that he did, all the miracles he did and healing all that were oppressed of the devil was done by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needed the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so do you and I. Amen? Praise the Lord. And not only that, Jesus functioned in visions. Remember that in... in uh, in, in John 5, uh, the, the pool of Bethesda, Jesus came to the pool of Bethesda and the Bible says there were many, not few, there were many that were near the pool that were maimed, lame, and they were crippled, they were sick people and all kinds of disease because at a certain timing, no one knows when, the waters will be stirred by an angel and the first one to go in will be healed. Now, of course, the first one to go in denotes some strength. So only those with ability are able to partake of that kind of thing. It's a picture of the old covenant kind of miracle. Amen. But the new covenant has come where Jesus is efficacious for people with no strength. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Grace of God is attracted to your weaknesses, not your strengths. Amen. So uh, the Lord came to the pool of Bethesda, 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 house of grace. And uh, the Bible says in this layer, many impotent and halt and, and maim. So Jesus came there, but the Bible says he only healed one man, one man who was lame. And uh, he's been in that condition for 38 years, a picture of Israel's wanderings in the wilderness. So he came, amen. And, and the, the man is a picture of Israel. He came to heal Israel, but the Bible tells us there were many in that place, but not all of them got up healed. Not all of them were healed of their disease, yet that one man got healed. Why? Now, this is part of the sovereignty of God that we need to understand. Later on, in the very same chapter, when Jesus was asked these questions about the Sabbath and all that, Jesus actually answered and gave us the reason. And he said this, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, in the original, Amen, Amen, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself. Wow, what a statement. The Son can do nothing of Himself. So even though Jesus is divine, He is God, but He came to function as a man, like every one of us. Amen? And He says the Son can do nothing of Himself, out of Himself. But what He sees the Father do, uh-huh. In other words, He cannot do anything except what He sees. What He sees the Father do. In other words, what He sees the Father do, the Bible says, whatever the Father does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him. Now, how do you reckon the Father shows Him? Again, what He sees the Father do, that means it's a vision form. It is His own vision. Amen. The Father showed the Lord whom He is touching, whom is ready. Amen. Who among the great many that were there are ready for the miracle. He was looking out and he, the Father gave him a vision of this man being healed and Jesus just operated based on what he saw. The Son can do nothing except what he sees the Father do. Now many of us will say that, well, you've got a gift of healing, just go to the hospital and clear out all the sick. It doesn't work that way. Amen. God knows some of those people, their hearts need to be prepared and they need to, uh, lest the glory goes to some other. Amen. God wants to be the only one to receive all the glory and the praise. So God has many other reasons, amen, why He does that. Although healing is for all. Listen to what I'm saying. Healing is for all. But in that particular situation, the Lord says, He cannot do anything of Himself but what He sees the Father do. And not only that, the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does. And He will show Him 
greater works than this that you may marvel. And I say to you that this coming year, the Lord's going to show you greater things that you may marvel. You'll look back and say, wow, God fulfilled that, that vision this year for me. You know, I had this vision just before I came up just now. You know, a brother, one of the servers that we have, Brother Isaac, you know, and, and he, he helps me a lot with the sound and all that. And he just shared as he was serving down here just now, you know, he received, uh, um, you know, the text from the, the hospital clearing him of an, a long condition that he had in his body. The doctors gave him a clean bill of health. Hallelujah. And I rejoice with him just now in the room. And he, friend, it is happening. The vision is coming to pass. One of the three uh, uh, requests that people are praying has already happened in the very first week of the year. And, and God will show you greater things. Notice the word show. God will show you greater things, friends, this year that you may marvel. You may be uh, rejoicing. You'll take your breath away. You know what God is going to do in your life. Hallelujah. Now, I want to repeat again, the world will get darker and darker. But just this morning, I had a dream from the Lord. And, and I dreamt that my family and I, and there were a few others that were with us. They were from other families and we were in our house and, and all of a sudden there was a tsunami and we were near the sea. Now my house is not near the sea. It's just all in a dream. And, and there was a tsunami that hit our house, but not a single drop of water came into our house. It's as if it was uh, tightly bolted. And uh, uh, it's impossible, we know that. If there's a tsunami that overwhelms even, even a house anywhere, you know, it would definitely go through the seeps and the corners and all that. But not a single drop of water came in. And we were reciting Psalms 91. In my dream, we were praying Psalms 91. And not only that, the, 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 the children that were in the house, they were not my family. They lost, supposedly, they, were, they lost their, they told me they lost their their parents in the first wave, but then they came to our house for, to, to hide, to find refuge. But as we recited Psalms 91, as we prayed Psalms 91, uh, the parents started appearing in our house. Amen? So I feel like God is saying, um, you know, God's going God's to restore relationships this year. Amen? Many of you who think that the relationship is dead, is gone, God's going to restore that relationship. Amen? That, that, that person that you think is lost, shall be restored in the name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you think you have lost that person to a certain disease. That person will be restored back to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And not only that, God wants us to even take Psalms 91 seriously. Amen. And, and even while you are praying Psalms 91, in fact, I remember we just started praying Psalms 91. The very first verse we started when all this manifestation of God's protection and not only that, of restoration happened. Amen. So I just want to share with you that Jesus walked like this when He was on earth. He saw things on the inside. He saw uh, the Father giving Him His own visions. And that's why He doesn't just presumptuously go to places and just get everybody healed. In some cases, yes, everybody who touched Him got healed. Amen. That's why healing is for all. But in terms of where he sovereignly approached someone who is sick to heal, that he followed the vision of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to be alert to that, friend. You know, in Acts chapter 2, it says that uh, the Apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. Amen. On the first Pentecost in the Old Testament, God gave the law on Mount Sinai. It was celebrated at Mount Sinai and God gave the law. And we know that 3,000 people died later at the foot of the mountain. But in the New Covenant, the Bible says it like this in Acts 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, notice that day of Pentecost, God gave the Spirit, not the law. 
And this time, 3,000 people were saved, which goes to show that the latter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Amen? And that was at Mount Zion. The Mount Zion is always a picture of grace. Amen. Mount Sinai is always the law. Law demands, grace supplies. I repeat, law demands, grace supplies. Doesn't mean there's no demands. In fact, some of the demands are on our life are great demands, even under the new covenant of grace. But we are not demand-minded. We are supply-minded. Amen. We are supply-conscious. When a demand presents itself, we, 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 we reject that, that idea of, of stress and, and, and a pressure from the demand and we turn our eyes to Jesus and receive the supply. We are supply-minded. If the need is great, the supply will be greater. Amen. If the sin is great, amen, the grace will be greater. So it gives us a very positive outlook on everything. And all this I'm saying is from Scripture. Amen. Where sin increases, grace superabounds. Amen. Where there's weakness, where there's infirmity. Amen. Where there are distresses, God's strength, God's dunamis power abounds. Amen. When I am weak, then, only then, when I am weak, then I am strong. God's grace is sufficient. Amen. For us, when God's grace is, God's power is made manifest, not in our strength, but in our weakness. Amen. So many of us, we don't rejoice, you know, in our weakness. We rejoice in our strength. So we put up all our highlight reels, you know, for our Instagram. We show the best part of our life, the strong parts of our life, the attractive parts of our life. And we hide all the weak parts, the parts that we feel that we want the world to know. And, and many a times people follow those celebrities and all that. They think that it's the life they live, you know, what a life it is. And my life is so miserable and all that. That's why social media is not good for your, your state of mind. If you believe every highlight reel that you, you see, Amen? That's not the real life. Amen. But God says, my power is made perfect in weakness. Amen? My power is made complete in weakness. If I find strength, my power cannot, cannot go through that area. My power cannot manifest in that area. But where there is weakness, my power can flow through. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's rejoice. If you are someone who says, I got a lot of weakness, Pastor Prince, then you know what? You are a candidate for a lot of strength, a lot of power. Do not miss there. For the word for power is actually the same word for miracles and that's used in other places in the New Testament. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And um, uh, uh, Peter stood up and Peter on the day of Pentecost, he said this, and the people were accusing them. These men are full of new wine. That's why they are, they are, they are, they are speaking in a different language and uh, they're all like, uh, you know, beside themselves. Just like how they, you view a man who is drunk they, they have no worry about tomorrow. They have no cares about themselves. They are not self-occupied. Amen. So in the same way, those who are full of the Spirit, they have no worries about tomorrow. They live in the now and they are Christ-occupied. Hallelujah. They are not self-occupied. They are Christ-occupied. Amen. They are focused on Christ. And uh, the, the, man, the people accuse them of being full of new wine. And Peter stood up and says, Friends, it is only nine o'clock in the morning. All right, we don't drink wine at nine o'clock in the morning, apparently it was their culture. Then he says this, this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days. Aren't we living in the last days, friends? Says God, that I'll pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to say this, 
Both dreams and visions are the language of the Holy Spirit. Are you or someone you love in need of healing? Discover your practical guide to receiving God's health in this brand new power-packed teaching kit by Joseph Prince as our thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry. With these two easy-to-read booklets and special two-CD teaching series, you'll discover why the Holy Communion and Anointing Oil are God's ordained channels to break free from everything that's keeping you in defeat. You know how you get grain, how you get bread, how you get wine, how you get oil? It's all crushed. It's like the olive oil. If it's not crushed, the oil will not flow. It's like bread, unless it is crushed, then you will not have bread. It is like wine, unless the wine is, is broken and stepped upon and crushed, then it cannot become wine. So Jesus came to be crushed so that all that He is, health, life, wholeness, abundance, prosperity, grace, goodness, will all flow out into your lives. Gain a deeper understanding of why the Holy Communion is your way out of every crisis when you request the Jesus Makes Me Well package. Containing the Holy Communion brings life in your darkest hour to DVD album. These faith-building resources are yours for a specific gift to the ministry. To order, call us toll-free at 877-901-4300 or visit josephprince.org today. Dear friends, if you've been blessed by seeing the beauty of our Lord Jesus and His love unveiled through our broadcast, would you like to join us in impacting more people with the message of His grace? We are living in the last days and I feel a sense of urgency in my heart to reach even more people still living in darkness so that their lives can be transformed by the grace of God. So if you're watching this and are not yet a JPM partner, I want to invite you to be part of this important work. Will you pray about being a JPM partner today? We are very grateful for all our JPM partners. You share with us in the great harvest of every life that has been healed, every marriage that is restored, and every person that has been set free from guilt and condemnation. Thank you, JPM partners. Let's continue to be bold in advancing the gospel of grace. God bless you. Thank you, Joseph Prince Ministries partners, for your prayers and generous support that help us broadcast the gospel into millions of homes around the world. Today, we thank God the gospel of Jesus Christ has transformed everyone under the sound of it. And that's the reason for the TV ministry. Broadcast from the house stops to all the four corners of the earth. Amen. We invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of grace to the nations. Call us toll-free at 877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. Next on Joseph Prince. God makes all things beautiful for you in His time. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. 